0: This is Face to Music, an ELO song by song podcast. Episode one zero six. Julie, don't live here anymore. song all about julie don't live here was released as the b-side of twilight it wasn't released on an album until the 1990 afterglow box set in the liner notes from the 2001 Remastered time jeff lynn wrote it's a little pop song about a girl next door who is now in another dimension julie, julie, will you
1: still
0: be there? i'm eric paul johnson
2: and i'm eric wincenson
0: And I discovered this B-side probably around the same time that I discovered when time stood still. Although, for some reason, I I remember playing it a lot in 1985. It's a fun, happy, perky little song. Which, I can understand why it didn't make it on the album, because there aren't any fun, at least musically, it's a fun, happy, perky song. Which, other than Hold On Tight, there weren't a lot of fun, happy, perky songs. There were a lot of Sonic Assault kind of songs, like Twilight and Yours Truly and, and Here Is The News, but really think there was any kind of fun poppy la la happy kind of musically song on there and this one is that and i love it it's catchy i like the grand piano part that's a nice touch and i really dig the grand piano break in the middle of it that's pretty freaking cool too it's a really great song Stinks that I was stuck on a B-side for so long.
2: I like it quite a bit too. It still got that sound from Time, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I can understand why this is a B-side. Is because it might fit a maybe on Secret Messages or something like that, yeah. but or something where there's not really a concept or anything like that. It's kind of like in between. I'm glad it got released, though. I'm glad it just didn't sit on some mop-up tapes and never see the light of day. But yeah, the theme of the song doesn't really fit in whatsoever with the theme of time. I don't know if this was record company decided to do this, or Jeff Lynne just wanted to make sure the song got out there at some point, because it is a song that doesn't deserve to sit around and just waste away. Yeah. If they still did a lot of singles just as singles at the time, then this would have been a good just single track. Yeah non-album track to release it's a nice radio song it's got those bubbly keyboards and it's it's really a nice happy song i mean even though julie don't live here anymore i mean guess he misses julie but he doesn't seem too torn up about it She just doesn't live there. You can walk around and you get the feeling of walking around your old neighborhood and looking at the houses and everything, remembering who was there when you were a kid and seeing how everything has changed. That's more the vibe I get from this, is that it's just a guy realizing how much everything has changed since he was a kid.
0: Well, I think it does fit on time. And maybe this is why it was cut, because a lot of this is kind of sort of the same sort of idea for the way life's meant to be, where he's walking around town and things don't look like they used to. You know, it's all been replaced with ivory towers and plastic flowers. And mm-hmm. you can kind of recognize the neighborhood, but for the most part, it's just not the way it was. And that's sort of the same thing with Julie don't live here anymore. And we probably get a name for his baby that he's been missing so much. And a good reason why Julie don't live there anymore, since it's 114 years in the future. And it's probably a good bet that if this guy may be in his 20s or 30s, Julie would be hundred. 50s, 130s, so she's probably, yeah, good reason why she don't live there anymore.
2: You could look at it that way, but yeah, the reason I think it's more nostalgic for the time that the person's walking around lived in is because of that, is because that gap there. It doesn't feel like somebody walking around 114 years later because, heck, if you live in the Phoenix area, you know sometimes (laughs) that something that was built 30 years ago is not necessarily going to be there. Uh, No, it is. When you go back. It is not. (laughs) Yeah, you uh, go back into your old neighborhood, there's a good chance that it may just not be there.
0: Yes, and I did that last time I was in town in November. And my old neighborhood that I had moved out of five years earlier, plazas were gone. A plant that built stuff, gone. It's apartment buildings now. That was only five years. For a long time, I've been saying that Phoenix is like the Logan's run for buildings. Once it hits 30, it's plowed under. And... Replaced with something else, you brought up something that I never thought of. It's a shame that this was a B-side. I think this would have been a great radio-friendly song, possibly even a better hit than Twilight was, or bigger oh, than Twilight this, this was. Definitely,
2: this is more of a radio-friendly song than Twilight.
0: Oh yeah, if only that was something they did back in the '80s, where well, they just released non-album singles. Back then, the non-album single was on the B-side.
2: If ELO had still been as popular as they had been in the '70s. Mm-hmm. at this particular point, then it's a possibility this would have been. Because if you remember, Bruce Springsteen's Pink Cadillac, which was a non-album B-side, got about as much play as the A-side, with Dancing in the Dark, but it got played constantly and even got covered by Aretha Franklin.
0: Yeah, no, I, I remember that being played a lot.
2: Yeah, and it got as much notice, as even though it didn't really get anywhere on the charts or anything, it got as much notice as the A-side did.
0: Yeah, well, it's... um. I know looking back, you could say this is where the chart downfall of ELO started. I'd say it started at Twilight. But I mean, Hold On Tight got to number 10. So at that time, you could still kind of say that ELO is still a chart hitter. But when but you Hold s- On
2: Tight sounds a lot like 70s ELO. So that, it, that's, it, that's yeah. one of the reasons why at that particular point is because it sounds like 70s ELO and doesn't sound disco.
0: It sounds like comfortable ELO. Ah, that's ZLO. I know that. That's great. It's not quite as jarring as Twilight His, And I don't mean jarring in a bad way. I mean just sort of like, this is We Sweet talking woman. Hold on tight. Boom! It's Twilight, which is all techno and coming at you fast. And it's just a, a sonic assault of synthesizer and noise. And, and it hits you and it doesn't let up. That's what I mean by jarring. And I didn't notice this until Andrew Whiteside pointed this out the uh, opening little keyboard riff that's from And Then He Kissed Me by The Crystals, I think it was.
2: Yeah, he referenced Then I Kissed Her, which is the Beach Boys version. So I took a listen to the Beach Boys version. I could hear a little bit of it in there, but that hook, that's a Phil Spector hook. Yeah. And the Phil Spector took his hooks from the 50s rock and roll a bit, and so this hook has been there forever. Yeah, I kind of disagree with the, they lifted it from this. <laughs> well, so we ha- have a million other people use that same hook without lifting it from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: And I hadn't heard the Beach Boys one until this morning, and as you saw... Madeline happened to be sitting next to me when I played it, and even she said, hey, that sounds like the one you just played, which the one I had just played was Julie Don't Live Here Anymore. Yeah. So, which
2: might be a reason why they didn't release it as a single, as, as a separate single or keep it on there, too, is because if it sounded a little bit too much like that, especially since they did have some Phil Spector-sounding songs on the album already, yeah, then they probably went, eh, that's one too many, or that's too darn close. And...
0: Maybe, but... It's just sad that it was a forgotten b-side and it is a forgotten b-side
2: it's great that we still have it available to us it's not it's not like beatles forever where it's just gone for the most part
0: yeah no it's great that it came out on afterglow and then on the time remaster so we have it on cd we don't it's not like drum dreams where it's just you gotta look for it on on a single somewhere and hope that it doesn't sound beat to hell
1: Something to say about Julie don't live here, then call the telephone line voicemail. 623 850 3375. Call now. It's time for a great line from ELO from this week's song. What's my line? Who is it? It's Julie. Julie don't live here anymore. Who is it?
0: It's me, Julie.
1: She moved away many years before.
0: How could this be? This I can't believe.
1: Who is it? Julie! Julie, don't live here anymore.
0: If you donate to the podcast through our Patreon site, patreon.com slash ELOPod, you can get bumper stickers, produce an episode, or for just $1 per episode, $4 a month, you can hear shows a week before they're released to the world. Or skip all that and just hand it over directly through PayPal using the email address ELOFTMPodcast at gmail.com.
1: Great moments in electric light orchestra history. This is Casey on AT40 in Hollywood. And now we're up to the busiest Top 40 act in the countdown. This act has hit the Top 40 more times than any other in the past year. A 12-month period that's been very busy for such super names as Donna Summer, Michael Jackson, Kenny Rogers, the Commodores and Linda Ronstadt. They've all hit, and they've hit big. But none is hit as often as this particular British supergroup. Just to give you an idea of how regularly this group has hit the 40, you have to understand that Michael Jackson, the Commodores, Kenny Rogers, and Donna Summer have all placed four big hits in the top 40 in the past year. But this seven-man supergroup has hit the top 40 in the past 12 months a remarkable six times. And they've done it with Don't Bring Me Down, Confusion, Last Train to London... I'm Alive, All Over the World, and this week, they debuted in the 40, teaming up with Olivia Newton-John on a song called Xanadu. All these within the past 12 months. Who else could it be but the amazing Electric Light Orchestra? This week, one of the two current hits by ELO is in our countdown at number 23. Here's All Over the World.
0: Do you love Xanadu without fear of being shunned by humanity? We're here! We, we like love xanadu. Get, xanadu! Get used to it! And roller skate to the Xanadu Preservation Society site at oddlystupid.wixsite.com slash xanadu. It's an online warehouse of pictures, audio interviews, short essays, remixes, and a crate load of extras about one of the most maligned yet somewhat enjoyable movies of the '80s. Make your Xanadu dreams come true at oddlystupid.wixsite.com/Xanadu. Xanadu,
1: Xanadu, 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 Xanadu. Like it, hate it, what does Madeline think? I actually, la 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 la, of it. I'm gonna give it three hearts, three legs and three L-O-Vs. It was just love. Wow, she liked it. Taste the
0: Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at podcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash pod. Next week, time bonus tracks.
1: One of the best songs on the album, and I don't know why Jeff cut it. I mean, I love the whole album, but this was a pretty good cut. All right, here we go.